0: Are you ready? Go! It's time Go. to separate the men from the boys. Go. 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 Africa. Go. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective.
1: Hello and welcome. This is MMA Uncaged on the Ginger's Perspective. And with me, as always, Justin Ferrier, the MMA authority in South Africa. Remember to check us out on csduplicy.co.za as well as on Cliff Central. And we're on iTunes, so look for the Gingers Perspective. You can download the podcast and listen to all of the previous MMA Uncaged, especially our 205 edition with a historic event at Madison Square Garden. That was good fun, I must say. Justin Ferrier. We've got some interesting developments, I suppose, in the world of MMA at the moment. Uh, the 206 UFC 206 card has kind of fallen apart with, with Daniel Cormier's injury.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. We, we, we discussed in previous weeks how it wasn't a very strong card and it was being heavily stacked by the Anthony Johnson Daniel Cormier fight. And all the UFC needed was, after 205, something bad to go wrong. And it goes from the most epic card in history to one that looks like it's failing.
1: Yeah, it's it's a real pity. I, I know it's a groin injury, and, and today I found out uh, that the, the the statement is that he's going to undergo surgery on that groin tear. But I mean, let's let's be honest. This gym is not the most. How can I put it? They're not renowned for for sparring lightly. It's it's balls to the wall. It's it's uh, sparring is intense. It's hard, and unfortunately, as a result, fighters get injured.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh, Dana White came out a while ago and said that he feels that that team has uh, got antiquated training methods. So, when the pressure's on like that from the boss, you kind of got to, you have to review it, even if you don't agree. So, you've got to at least look like you're making an effort. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like they have. Uh, there's, there's been more injuries, there's been and high profile injuries. So, uh, you know, these guys are main eventers that are, that are pulling out. I mean, you've got champions. This is an issue. Uh, it's no good for business i mean you look at the money that's being lost for these gyms it's no good and the money loss imagine all the money that was spent on marketing these yeah events. now that pay-per-view is going to fall on its bum so you've got the biggest pay-per-view last week yeah going into the weakest one i'm pretty well obviously we don't know we can't foresee but i don't think it's going to be i don't think it's going to be great numbers
1: yeah it's quite for me strange that Cormier, he's obviously drunk the Kool-Aid. I mean, the guys do that at their gyms. I know guys get indoctrinated. They get into a culture and and they believe and they look at their trainers and coaches as like guidance, wisdom, brothers, you, you name it. But it's quite interesting that Cormier's come out and said... That if I got hurt, it was my fault, and he and, and this is despite his gym trying to change things up to reduce injuries. He says he's still going to uh, continue to train as hard as before, and the injuries are on him if it happens. I mean, surely that this guy's got to change his mindset and look after himself, look after his body.
0: Yeah, you know, he's old. He's thirty-seven. He can't afford injuries and, and big surgeries, etc. I, I I don't know if I agree with that. That's what do you do when you're loyal? You, you will defend your people till the nth degree you know if somebody badmouths your wife or your son doesn't matter if it's blatantly obvious that they're wrong you will defend them until the end of the earth yeah that's what Daniel's doing it's honorable but I don't know how true it is if he's saying that it's his fault how much control do the does the coach have
1: no because well, exactly at the end of
0: the day, at the end of the day you have a coach because he's your boss yes yeah. he's going to guide you except you're going to take his advice if you're not taking his advice go train in your garage Yeah, because if you're doing what you want to with the with you say that the coach is putting safety measures and adhering to them, then you've outgrown your time there. Then it's time to move on and become self-taught or move to another camp where you can't do that. Yeah, that's that's I'm sorry, I I don't I agree that he's partly to blame because obviously he's I mean he's an intense guy. He's a fighter. He's a champion. He's a winner. Yeah. So he's going to want to, but at some point the team around you. You, you don't want yes mate. so you're going to want somebody to crack the whip and say, "Hey, just bring it back in." Yeah. This is not the first time he's been injured. This is not. No. This is not new. This is not a. This is not a fluke. This is not the first time. Khabib is with him. This is not the first time. Like, Rockhold. These are these are main. These are big guys. These are guys that are getting that are, that, are, that are getting injured and losing money. Never mind the, the revenue stream. I mean, the, let's say for argument's sake, the gym gets twenty percent. Yeah. You pull out of enough fights at 20%, that's a lot of money, a lot of main event money, a lot of pay-per-view revenue lost. Big time. Never mind Never mind what the company loses, yeah. just the gym and the fighter.
1: Yeah, I, I know you've got an interesting stat on this. I mean, in terms of the gyms and their inju- injuries, uh, just, just share that with me.
0: Well, I pulled up something Something came, came through on Twitter in the last week or so. AKA, they've got 11 prominent fighters. They've been scheduled for 141 fights, 26 injuries. It's about a 19% uh, injury rate. That's
1: a lot. That is a lot. In a professional sport, yes, fine, there are injuries in any sport, but it, it just shows that they're doing something wrong, or are they just unlucky?
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. You do things, and of times luck is removed. Yeah. It becomes a habit. You know, it's these are things that are these are not flukes. These are intense individuals and I think there's a there's a definite ego there and it's and it's no good. And it's it's recently too. Yeah. It's, they've been called out on it. They should be overcompensating and saying, I've put all these measures in place and they should be almost wrapping them in bubble wrap. And Daniel is doing his team a disservice by saying that it was him and doing himself a disservice. Yeah. No. It can't be one person. It has to be it has to be the environment. So everybody is partly to blame. Teammates, coaching, staff, and athletes
1: yeah well hopefully they can sort it out let's move along now uh some news from abroad conor mcgregor's been issued a boxing license in california i saw chris van heeren tweeting about it uh the south african boxer they they sparred a little bit and it'll be interesting to see if if conor mcgregor does ever take up boxing do you think it's it's kind of like a it's more like a publicity thing that he's got the license or it's just a in case floyd says oi come let's go
0: conor does what he feels like um and I think this is his way of driving a stock up. He's got a... Everything he does is not by accident. We all know this. Everything is a political move and a move to make money. Yeah. So all he's doing is saying to the UFC, my worth is... I'm worth more to you, so you therefore must pay me more because I've got other avenues. He's not. He's taking his eggs all out of one basket and and spreading the load. Clever.
1: Smart guy. Smart guy.
0: And as, and as for him being... Giving up his belt, I don't know about that. I think the bosses just said, I'll have that, thanks. The, yeah. I think they won't let them make the mistake of, of one man being bigger than an organization. But again, I, I, I read something and Ariel Hawani who's a very good journalist. He said, by them doing that, uh, Conor's become a martyr. And I agree with it, because they, he's playing the victim and saying, well, they took it away from me. I mean, and I deserve it. I owned it, whatever the case is. But the only winner in this whole scenario is Conor. Yeah. He's just driving his stock up. He's getting more public opinion, more public favour. Everybody loves him. And everyone's going, oh, you gave it back to the person he beat up. All (laughs) they're doing is creating a hype around the fact that he could come back and fight. Or he could go to boxing. (laughs) The options are endless. He's he's at a fork in the road with many different
1: options, and they're all positive. Let, Let me throw a spanner in the works here. Is it not maybe to protect him? In a way, because... I mean, it's the featherweight belt that he's given back, right?
0: I'm pausing because I actually am thinking about that statement. I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of turn. Uh, I don't know if it's protecting him more than it is protecting the asset of him. So he's worth so much to them, and he's like we've said in previous podcasts that he's. People may be better than him in terms of skill, but they will never be more marketable than him. He's a once-in-a-generation fighter in terms of he ticks all the boxes.
1: Yeah, he is the UFC at the moment. There's no doubt about it.
0: It could be. It could could very well be that they... I I don't think they... I think you can't protect somebody, but you can... You can't... you can prolong the inevitable, so you can drag it out as long sure. as it needs to be, and hope
1: hope that fate steps in. Look, I but mean, yeah, that's
0: a very that's a very valid
1: statement. Yes, yeah, I'm just it interested. very well yeah. be. Yeah. Maybe I mean, think about it. He's not going to be fighting for the next five months, maybe six months. There's a lot that can happen. I mean, Connor's not going to be quiet. That's for sure. the 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 boxing license, the start of things. Who knows? You know, we've seen. Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty. There's Conor McGregor, in one of the cutscenes. You know, what I mean, the guy is massive. I mean, there's a he's on UFC to the game. He is the UFC. Let's talk quickly about, and I know it's a relatively new thing, an unknown thing, because it is a developing type thing. But it's um, the MMA Athletes Association that's been formed. What, what do we know at this stage? I know it's early doors. But what do we know?
0: I don't don't know much. Um, I must be honest. Uh, I just, like you, it popped into newsfeed, and you know, obviously, I I read up on things because it interests me. This is a a genuine passion for me. This is not a job, or this is what I love, and I would do it anyway. I just happen to speak for speak with you about it. It's just what I love. Sure. And what popped into my head when I saw this was old men trying to stay relevant. I do understand the need for something. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I just feel that there's a little bit too much meddling from has beens. Sure. need more relevance in terms of nows. And I do know that it, it, I do agree that something needs to change and there does need to be a representation. What I do know about a representation of the fighters, shall I say. I do know um, that as big as your repreta- representation is, no team of one man or or, or team of men can be bigger than a 4.2 billion dollar business i don't care how good your lawyers are and how big your numbers were back in the day you are fighting a machine that is not not beatable so while it's a good thing i don't know how good (laughs)
1: yeah well let's see what happens i know gsp is has been floating around there and we'll see we'll keep an eye on it look i i think it's a good thing because at the end of the day you can't have uh, ufc dictating terms and this fear factor uh, you know you must fight or you must do that i think there needs to be some common ground or room for negotiation so let's I see what happens I, I agree with you you
0: can't some people some people respond to if you if you give somebody an ultimatum some people will embrace it and they'll go forward and they'll perform the best in any in any environment and other people will crumble under that pressure And sometimes it's unnecessary unnecessary pressure because they're feeling so scared that they don't actually come out of their shell and perform Yeah, so you don't get the best of that person. So fear I don't think is a good thing No, I think that, that you you've got a you've got a there's got to be some performance Criteria, but you can't be so scared that you're going to lose your job That's not conducive for good performance in any environment definitely but what, what we do know about this is that uh, um it's not a union yet it's an association yeah so it's it's not as big as what it, it, it it's still got to gain traction and so, people that have tr- listen people have tried before Randy try Gattr- tried before it didn't work
1: yeah it's well, time will tell. We'll see. You know, I, I know that the UFC, if they want to switch something off, they will. Yeah. <laughs> They've got that power. All right, Justin, we're running out of time, but I could talk to you all night about MMA. Um, let's shift the attention. EFC 56, the last one for the year. The media day takes place this Saturday. It's at Mardi Gras Theatre at Carnival City from 11. So get down there if you want to see your your favorite fighters who are in action at EFC 56. I know Baldwin and Lalozzi is under a bit of pressure. Is this, this third EFC in a row?
0: Yeah. Um I just I don't know if it's a good idea that he that he's fought three in a row, coming off two big losses. And he's he's not got an easy task ahead of him. I know it's do or die for me. Um he's fighting Gareth Pierski and that wow. is not a hard that is not an easy fight. That boy is strong. Apparently he weird on the street as he bench presses more than his bigger brother. <laughs>
1: so, wouldn't surprise in, me. <laughs> in, in terms of
0: strength, I mean listen, if anybody can when it's Baldwin, he's nice and explosive and he's a good kid.
1: Yeah. But
0: that is a mammoth tosk.
1: That is huge. It's huge. Quickly, um, obviously we'll go in-depth next week about EFC 56, but... Any news around what the event was happening? I mean, um, all the fighters are injury free. We can we can expect a full busy card. I mean, anything can still happen in a couple of days. But I know that uh, the EFC president Cairo is probably like biting his fingernails, saying, "Please, no one get injured before." But do we know of anything? It was clean bill of health I, from I've, what you I've,
0: heard? I've heard nothing. Um which i mean means nothing i mean there could be things that camps hard from each other but I mean, it's. but let's be honest it's a big enough card there's enough happening on this card that a fight or two can fall out and it won't affect the numbers because there's lots of names martin van Hawkey. Yeah. the internationals are coming out there's the beersky brothers fighting there's gonna be Lots of reason to watch it on TV
1: and lots of reason to get there to the venue. All right, so don't forget the media day this Saturday, Mardi Gras Theatre, Carnival City, 11 o'clock. Drikas Duplicy fighting heretic... The Polish Tank, as he's being called. That's going to be interesting. We've got Cabesa Bota, just to name a few. Next week, we break it all down. We can look forward to that. And, of course, we'll have a closer look at 206. Justin Ferrier, thank you very much for your time. Remember to check us out on cliffcentral.com, and cliffcentral.com, well, as well as on iTunes. This has been MMA Uncaged.